Welcome to the Civil War Regiments podcast, here to provide you with the reading of accounts of the common soldiers of the American Civil War, giving insight into the daily lives of the soldiers through diaries and more. The primary source of these entries are from the outstanding Timeline series, Voices of the Civil War. Today's account is from Voices of the Civil War, Atlanta, an entry by Sergeant James Cooper, of the 20 of Tennessee Infantry. Recovering from a wound received at Missionary Ridge in November 1863, Cooper returned to his regiment in March, only to be hit again at the Battle of Resaca, Georgia on May 14, 1864. This time a mini-ball passed through his neck, miraculously missing his spine and major blood vessels. On his return in July, he was given a commission and an appointment on the brigade staff. After the war, he went back to his home in Nashville, Tennessee, and eventually became a top breeder of Jersey cattle. Here follows his account of the Battle of Resaca. During the night of the 13th, we worked at the fortification, and on the 14th, about 12 o'clock, the enemy advanced in force and began a heavy attack. We were pulled several assaults, and about three o'clock we were sitting behind our rail piles, waiting for another charge. At this time I was shot by a sharpshooter, who had crawled within a short distance from the works. I was sitting down, closely wedged in by my companions on every side, for the position was very exposed. When all at once I felt a terrible shock, and with a sinking consciousness of dying, became insensible. In an instant I recovered my senses, and found myself with my head falling forward on my breast, and without power to move a muscle. I could hear the blood from my wound pattern on the ground, and thinking I was dying, almost thought I saw eternity opening before me. I felt so weak, so powerless, that I did not know whether I was dead or not. The noise of the battle seemed miles away, and my thoughts were all pent up in my own breast. My system was paralyzed, but my mind was terribly active. My head was full of a buzzing din, and the sound of that blood falling on the ground seemed louder than the cataract. I finally recovered the use of my tongue, and still thinking I was dying, told the boys that it was no use to do anything for me, that I was a dead man. All this time I could hear remarks around me, which although very complimentary, were not at all consoling. When first shot, one man exclaimed, by God, they killed a good one that time. Another, my God, Cooper's killed. And several other equal to these. Finally, Captain Lucas directed the man directly behind me, J.G. of Company D, to catch hold of the wound and try to stop the blood. To my surprise, he succeeded, and in half an hour or less time, I had sufficiently recovered my strength to start to the rear. I walked half a mile through perfect showers of balls and reached the ambulance perfectly exhausted. I was taken to the hospital, and after being exposed to some dangers from shells, that night we were taken to the railroad and then to Atlanta. I suffered some from my wounds before I reached Atlanta, but was well cared for when I was taken to the hospital. I was about the most forsaken-looking object that came to that place, I know and when I got off the cars, felt pretty sheepish. The entire crystal of my pants was gone, and I was covered with blood and dirt, 
so I had reasons for feeling sheepish, being exposed to the sharp eyes of about 400 ladies. If their eyes were sharp, their hands and hearts were tender, as I soon experienced. Sergeant James Cooper, 20th Tennessee Infantry.